Hey, before we begin, I wanted to let you know about a campaign I'm taking part in called Two Pods a Day. The campaign aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day for the month of July. We hope to give visibility to some of the great indie podcasts that are just out there waiting to be discovered. So listen more, listen indie. Yeah, I said it. I said the slogan. Find more shows like mine by following hashtag two pods a day. That's the number two, yeah, not the word. Hashtag two pods a day on Twitter and Facebook. Or if social media is not your bag and hats off to you good people, there's twopodsaday.com. Bonus bag time! My name's Frank Burton. Welcome to Ragbag's first ever bonus bag. It's a series of supplementary episodes in which we delve a little deeper into the music I play on the regular podcast. This time featuring an interview with one of my absolute favourite bands, The Underscore Orchestra. Listen up. And this is what they sound like, yeah? This is them. So I've played a couple of their tunes on the podcast already and they got in touch to invite me down to a gig they were playing in Liverpool recently. Well, I didn't have time to go. I was very busy with this and that, so I sent my good friend and associate Sycamore Steve to act as my roving reporter. Now, Steve, bless him, doesn't know anything about music. He's tone deaf and he's an Ed Sheeran fan but even he said it was a really great show and usually when someone with no taste likes something that I like it makes me start to question the thing itself but not in this case I think there's something about this band I think they've got a real universal appeal perhaps because they play a number of different styles or maybe it's just because they're really good Yeah, I think I've hit the nail on the head with that one, actually. They're a really good band. Full stop. Now, Sycamore Steve isn't allowed to speak on the podcast. He's got a horrible voice, really nasal. It's nasal and it's gravelly at the same time, if you can imagine that. So you won't hear him talking. I gave him a list of questions to ask and he dutifully did so. 
He sat down with Jorge, who's the band's head honcho, and Jorge talked about a lot of interesting things. Joining the circus, how the band got their name, living in a vegetable oil-powered tour bus, and of course, drinking whiskey all night long. And apparently, after the gig, a couple of audience members in the bar pulled a guitar out and started playing some folk songs, right? And a couple of the underscore guys spotted them, pulled out a banjo and a mandolin, which coincidentally they'd just purchased early that day, and just started jamming with them in the bar. And Jorge afterwards said to the guys, so, do you live here in Liverpool? And they said, no, we're on holiday in Liverpool, we're heading back to Norway tomorrow. I don't know why that extra little detail at the end makes that a better story, but it does, doesn't it? It's a better story when you find out the guys are Norwegian. So the Underscore Orchestra have a bunch of upcoming shows in the UK, Ireland and Germany later in the year. Their website, theunderscoreorchestra.com, is the best place to get all of that information. Now it's orchestra with a K, yeah? So without further ado, here is the man himself, Jorge from the Underscore Orchestra, in his own words. Enjoy. How do we put together a tour? Well, the internet would be like, has been my friend the entire time that I've been doing this. I mean, I guess I, I, I book a majority of our shows myself, mostly just through the internet. I mean, I've just met people like 15 years ago, it was like through MySpace. You know, you'd meet other bands and you'd talk to them. Um, at this point, I have a, a fair amount of contacts and you just talk to people and you ask venues. There's also the fishing of just, if you've never been to a city before, just literally, you know, asking people and just saying, hey, we're a band, this is who we are, this is our website, here's some songs, we'd love to play for you. So it is kind of a constant hustle and a constant self-promotion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. At this point, like I've just been doing it for so. I mean, it's my entire adult life. That's all I've been doing personally. Um, I'm 36 at this point, and I've yes, yeah, since I was late teens, early 20s, that's all I've, I've been playing music and traveling the world and uh, doing performance art and whatever it happens to be. These days, I prefer the like uh, duo, trio, quartet kind of thing. Like small. We used to play a lot more with like eight even 10 people but that's a lot more difficult to manage and or make money which not that money's everything but of course you have to make it happen so like when you can when if you can rock a room with, with three or four people why you know it's like i think that's the way to go so like, i guess for me i it is a constant balance of like making it work with the band making them happy as well as making you know because I, I i essentially become the I'm the booker, I'm the tour manager, I'm everybody's mom, I'm everybody's friend, I'm everybody's, you know, it's like I'm I'm also their boss at some point, which is a weird thing to do, which I don't, you know, it's like, that's a very strange place to be in with your friends, you know, uh, so, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very strange thing to do, but we just try to make it work how we can. How do we get together? 
it's a long story, but as a, uh, we started out as a circus band. So this band has had maybe 40 or 50 members over a 12-year period. Um, it's kind of been, but we've oftentimes done 200-plus shows a year, you know, touring 10 months a year, things like that. Uh, as, you know, in places like Australia, the United States, Central America, Asia, all over Europe, UK, Ireland, uh, you know, a lot of, we've just toured a lot of places where we could get paid and, and money could be happening. Um, but that being said, we started out as a circus band. There was a, uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like vegetable oil powered vehicles. About 15 years ago, I was in a circus from San Francisco and I was literally just in the band of this circus. I, I learned about the vegetable oil stuff and how it all worked. There was two buses, 33 people. We did a couple of years of touring. I was pretty much on the road full time with them. Very similar to like your, they're, they're as long as the double decker crazy, like your city buses, but not as tall. And uh, so yeah, we had two of those converted into like living situations where there was like beds and a kitchen and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Um, with the veg running on vegetable oil, so it was a it was a crazy situation and like, uh, but anyways, uh, that there was a big hurricane in the United States and uh, one of the buses went to New Orleans to do um, relief work and one of them stayed in Portland, Oregon, and I was with the on the bus that stayed in Portland, Oregon, and from there we started another circusy thing called. Magic Louie's Nightmare Circus and the Underscore Orchestra. The reason we got the, the name the Underscore Orchestra was it was Magic Louie's Nightmare Circus and the blank orchestra because we were we lived at this warehouse and we were like, what do we want to call ourselves? We were like, and it was like a several week process of like, what do we want to do? I don't know. What should we call ourselves? And eventually someone was like, oh, that's an underscore. And so that's literally how it happened. And uh, yeah, and just from there, like I've, essentially just kind of traveled around the world and as you know people's lives change whether they have kids or they like decide they want something else in their life or they went to school or they have something you know like people come and go as it, I mean obviously we spend a lot of time practicing and rehearsing it's not it's not like anybody just shows up but it is like a thing that like I don't know like uh, tonight you would have seen us and um, you know like Tom, the accordion player we met in Australia about six or seven years ago, and it's like we we played together, and I mean, and we've been playing tours ever since, you know, and like uh, it worked out. But I mean, there's just and there's just been times where like, and obviously tonight you would have seen a guy from the U.S., a guy from Australia, and a guy from Ireland all playing together. But in other times, like we did a tour about five years ago where we had eight people in eight different countries. You know, we had Brazil, Bulgaria, uh, Spain, France, uh, United States, New Zealand, Australia, and Ireland. Anyways, whatever. It's like, at times, like, different people come and go, but, like, I think it's, like, when it's right for them because it's a very intense life, playing music every night, coming in bars, like, meeting people. And um, I know that's a very long-winded answer for how did we start, but that I guess that's the thing. Like, as we go around, like... People, like things happen in people's lives and it's like well okay I can't do this anymore but like and then somebody you end up meeting somebody new and the reality is if you like just trust in the flow and you just go with it and you're like if you're in the moment you always meet the right people and the right people come to you and you come to the right people and not 
I, I know. I know that sounds like like hippy dippy or whatever, but it is the reality. If you're like you're there and you're right in the moment, you'll meet the right people that are supposed to be there. And like somebody's like, oh, like I just had a breakup, or I just like I don't know what I'm doing in my life, and I'm like just finished college, or you know things that'll happen, and people are like, oh, I want to go on the road, and I'm a, an excellent musician, and so yeah, I don't know things like that happen, and uh, obviously that's way behind the scenes, I guess, for what we do. Like what you what, what you would see up for on the stage is very very different. You wouldn't know any of that, but yeah, I guess that's the kind of thing that would happen. Yeah, there you go. What songs get the best reaction from crowds, and what do I prefer to play live? Um, I think most of our music, number one, is live playable. Very few tunes that we play. I mean, there might be ten songs that we've recorded over the years. We've recorded over a hundred songs uh, that were just that were more studio based or were more like in a moment based. But but that being said, I would say things like some of the klezmer songs that we write that people really love, or obviously like the last song you would have heard, like I've been drinking whiskey. People, I, I wouldn't sing that at every gig. You know, that's only if it's the right moment. It's I mean an adult audience to be honest with you, and it's at nighttime. I wouldn't sing that during the day. I wouldn't sing it like if there was loads of children everywhere. I don't. If that makes sense, it seems, you know, you're like, okay, if it's the right moment, this is a great time, but I love it when people sing along with us. I also love it when people dance, so several of the Plesmer or Balkan songs or, or the songs that we've written that are in that style, I would go with, I suppose. And uh, whiskey, you know, I've been drinking whiskey is one of my favorite ones for an audience, if they're into it, if it's the right moment and everybody is loving it. It's like, this is an incredible thing if everybody loves it, I guess, suppose, you know? But then, again, you know, like people, uh, I, I guess for us, we play to the audience. And so, like, I might try an American song, I might try an Irish song, I might try a Bulgarian song, I might try, like, an original song that's in a swing style, I might try a New Orleans song, and it's like, what are people reacting to? What do they feel at that moment? I, I guess for me, that's something that's really important because I can play many styles of music or... But it, for me, it's like, if you're with an audience, we're all together. Like, this is an adventure, we're all going on together. And it's like, I could just sit up here and do whatever I want, but that's not the same as, like, what do, you, what do, we, what do we want as, a, as an entire entity? Because we're, we're in this pub tonight, or we're at this festival today. What do we feel like, you know? And I think that sometimes when I'm on stage, you'll see me hesitate for a minute, because I'm like, what do y'all feel like? I don't know, like... I don't know, like, uh, do you want to hear a fast song, you want a slow song, do you want a singing song, do you, you know, like, and I think that's important, because I think we're all, it's not just plug and play, it's not just, I'm not a radio, I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, I'm just, I'm going to react and improvise and change based off of you and us, if that makes sense. Do we improvise during our shows? And the question is, absolutely, you won't ever see two shows exactly the same it just like every every moment is based not only off of us off of our moods our feelings it's also based off of the audience and their feelings and their moods it's based off of the space how is the sound sounding how uh, everything is like like input like you know me and the accordion player you would have seen me and tom tonight like we played off of each other no numerous times we're like oh yeah he's doing this oh yeah i'll do that he's doing this i'll do that or like i'll play something and then he's like oh cool you know it, it's a tough thing to understand because like we all of us study and from an improvisational standpoint you don't want to think when you're on stage 
and when you're playing, there is no thinking. If you're thinking, it's done. But you spend loads of time thinking. I, I spend, I mean, I, I play, six, when I'm not on tour, I play six or eight hours a day. You know, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm thinking about it. When I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about it. When I go to sleep at night, I'm thinking about it. And that being said, that prepares me for the moment when I'm on stage and when, like, to react. It's, it's kind of like a, a, I mean, this is a serious thing, but like a kung fu artist or whatever. Like, you know, somebody throws a punch and you, like, throw the block. Bam. That's what, that's what it is. It, it, you know, and so I, I think that's kind of what it is on stage or whatever. So... And I apologize, I suppose I have to kind of go clean up our gear because the venue is uh, hitting us up and doing that thing. And, uh, but I'd be happy. Thank you so much. That was amazing. So this is that song they were talking about, drinking whiskey all night long. By all accounts, at that Liverpool gig, they brought the house down with this. Nice one. Been drinking whiskey, baby. Been drinking whiskey all night long. I've been drinking whiskey. Been drinking whiskey all night long. Oh, pass me that bottle. Tell me a story. Sing me a song. I'm sitting there, all by myself. Minding my business, baby. Doing nothing else when out of the blue. Came with a bottle in her hand She said, come with me Want you to drink with me, young man Yeah, I've been drinking whiskey Been drinking whiskey, baby I've been drinking whiskey all night long Drinking whiskey Been drinking whiskey all night long Pass me that bottle Tell me a story, sing me a song From this bottle in my hand We started drinking We were intoxicated, man oh, I've been drinking whiskey You've been drinking whiskey, baby I've been drinking whiskey all night long oh, I've been drinking whiskey Been drinking whiskey all night long Oh, 
Don't pass me that bottle Then you stone and sing me a song So that's the bonus bag, guys. Wonderful stuff. Many thanks to the Underscore Orchestra. Thanks to Sycamore Steve. And of course, thanks to you, dear listener. Let's do some more of these bonus bags, shall we? I like this. Once again, remember to check out the band's website, theunderscoreorchestra.com. That's orchestra with a K. They've got absolutely loads of music available to download from the free music archive and from other platforms as well. And uh, it's all great stuff. Now, episode 12 is out next week. Back to normal, kind of. <laughs> 